All right, guys. Uh, Tune is here live right here coming to you from uh, your boy's crib. That's it's, how you're going to start it? It's lit. It's live. That sounded like a hangover. Mont- Mont- Montana is still up and live and running. She but uh, it, She just she scared is. the hell out of me swimming up real she fast. Is, I was like, man. what is that on the wall? She, she really is. But um, it's your boy Tune in the building. It is your girl, Sierra Danielle. And it's your boy, Famous Phillips. And this is the Push Your Star Podcast coming to you on a beautiful Tuesday. Chilly afternoon here in Greensboro, kind of North Carolina. Uh, straight off of uh, uh, UNCG homecoming. Um, let's talk to the UNCG alums. How'd you guys have? How was your weekend? Friday night was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a straight weekend for me. Sure, we can. We'll get into it a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight weekend for you guys. I didn't, I didn't go guys? out uh, Saturday. Like I, I told myself after we left Jake's, I told myself I was gonna go take a nap nap before. Dang, I you were at Jake's. Yes. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. I did not even know I feel that. Like everybody went to Jake's this weekend. I but I was literally sitting next to them, and he didn't know. Who's yeah, there. that's crazy. I did not even know that. Oh. Yes, that's wild. I saw oh. you. We spoke. I asked you at the end when we were about Saturday? to leave. Yes. There were people Friday I talked to that I do not remember talking. Bro, no, I, I asked you because my mom said, "What time do you want us to come over?" And you said nine. You said, "Oh, it's nine o'clock now." So shortly. Oh yeah, dang. You were drunk. I know you were. Yeah, that's crazy. Saturday, yeah, Saturday night was a little rare. So again, for those that don't know, uh, it was UNCG's homecoming. Shout out to everybody that came into attendance. Shout out to everybody that made it home safely, uh, that had traveled safely. Super shout out to Tony. Uh, it was super good seeing the homie Tony. Uh, it was. It was super good seeing uh, the homie Livy. Shout out to Jada. <laughs> Jada. Shout out hey, to Jada. Hey, look, hey, look, Jada. I will call you out on this mic, man, because I know you would probably cuss me out. But look, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that. But um, other than that, the weekend was super successful. It was so busy. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't listen to nothing uh, that came out this week. I didn't see what here. came out this week. I don't know. I, I don't even ask me. I, music wise, music that came out? yeah, I was, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't even know what came <laughs> so out. I, yeah, I, I, it was a very eventful weekend, and. That is about all that I got. I mean, does anybody have anything from what happened over the weekend from a pop culture perspective? I know it was very busy for I all of us. I didn't even pay attention to anything. The of only that. thing that I know that I for sure saw was that Lori Harvey got arrested. Yeah. yeah I heard that there's rumors that her. For, for a hit and run. run. Yeah, for a hit and run. Apparently, I think from what I read was that she was texting and driving, hit the car, and then just dipped out and then she got arrested and future te- Ooh. Oh, i was about to say there are some rumors that uh her and future her and future somebody said this is boy damn, that's to- this is damn championship WWE that is toxic championship right here that is toxic <laughs> you want to talk about toxicity <laughs> but i'm here for it though <laughs> i am super here for it i need some and new- that's also another rumor too i saw uh diddy is supposedly now dating another one of his son's ex-girlfriends oh lord diddy listen man how uh-huh. i found out that so yeah. i also so i did hear that diddy found out that him and Lori harvey were not dating based off of something that she tweeted or posted on social media or something like that how trash is it at 50 years old <laughs> to find out, <laughs> to you find out that you broke up with somebody via social media but you got to find somebody that's close to you brother you gotta find you gotta right. find somebody there are plenty of uh, women his age but diddy's my guy hey listen diddy hey look there are plenty of women his age that you know he could yeah. date but i don't see why yeah of all people why are you dating women that your sons 
used to be with. Yeah, you know what? No, no lie. There was a young Thundercat that was trying to get at my girl this weekend, but we ain't gonna tell. Really? I mean, I, I mean, an old Thundercat. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. It, it was one of uh, oh wait, uh, it was one of Calvin's. Uh, what you gonna call the brothers? brothers. Yeah, it was. It, it was one of Calvin's brothers. Listen, I can't say nothing. I, I can't speak for them. I wasn't in the. <laughs> How club, did you know? So. No, so like me, it was me and my girl. We was just out here. Chill. I, I ain't gonna tell the host. We was on. We was out at the campus, and we. Oh, it happened on campus. Yeah, man. I'm ta- bro. I'm literally taking a picture with my girl, and my man's gonna come over here to try to spit game to like as I'm taking a picture with her, and like that is so disrespectful. All in, I'm talking about this old man, and I'm talking about proceeds to have like a whole four minute conversation with her, man. Straight up, oh, she's yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. Oh. Yeah, shout, shout out <laughs> to anybody Cal- try to get at your girl. Was y'all on campus Saturday? Nope. Oh, I, I was. Yeah, I I seen Cal, man. Um, again, but I keep going back to this weekend. It, I will say, man, uh, we we created a group chat uh over the weekend that was consistent of people that were in and about, and you know, people that were part of some, you know, the college years and all that stuff like that. And I will say, if y'all are listening to this podcast, because I know y'all are, do not let that group chat die. Because the weekend is over. I agree. Do not let the group chat die because the weekend is over. Keep up to date. Make sure that you stay connected with the people that you saw over the weekend that you don't normally see every other weekend. Because I can say the same for myself. This upcoming weekend is Jiho. Uh and it's it's already uh I will definitely in be full up effect. here on Saturday for the tailgate. Uh it, it it is it is in super in full effect in that. So I just want to say that um in college and Sierra's topic is gonna kind of relate to this a little bit, but when you leave, it, it's hard. You, it gets a lot harder to stay connected to the people that you thought you were super duper connected with. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot harder out there. Life, life, life hits you. And and but you know what, Cal? Sometimes we throw life in too much as an excuse. Like we throw life in as an excuse a sometimes lot, it's you know. Us. Sometimes like, it's us. No, some yeah. I, I would I, agree. I would. I use life as an excuse sometimes for for stuff that I probably shouldn't use it for. But <laughs> yeah. But again, I think that you have to. Um, again, I, I say all that to say I'm on a little bit of a tangent here because again, we don't have nothing to talk about that happened over the weekend. We really did not. We, know yeah, anything. there was not. Yeah, there was nothing that happened. Not over too the much week. to go into. Detail. Yeah, not nothing no, to too but much. The party was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, because I, 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 I damn sure didn't get to see it. Neither but, uh, did I. I. I damn sure didn't get to see it. Was it fun. I got to see a lot of people. Uh, Najim, Jade, Jordan, my God, both Jordans. Yeah, without me. Yeah, uh, yeah both <laughs> Jordans. Uh, of course, Tremaine. But I got to see a lot of people. There was one. Uh, Dang, I only one, saw Tremaine one time. There was, only, there was one guy that was like, uh, I knew him, but he knew me from the podcast. Okay. You got yeah. a podcast here, don't you? And I was like, Yeah, I do. Side note, I will say, um, shout out. Went to a beautiful restaurant over the weekend. Went to go brunch on Sunday called Melt. I think Cal's been there. See, you ever been to Melt? What's the name of it? Melt. Mm-mm. Yeah, Melt. Super dope. Unlimited mimosas, eleven dollars. Shout off out to New Garden. Yeah, off of New Garden. What? Super dope. What? We were sitting there. We were having brunch. Really great vibe. The food was amazing. Great conversation. And towards the end of it, this woman, this girl comes and sits down. She knows some of the people I know at the table. And I didn't know her. And she says, hey, like, you're 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 the guy from uh, you're the Pushy Star. She was like, I listen to y'all podcast like all the time. Like, I feel like I know you type of thing. And I was like, yo, that's dope. That's so hot. Yeah. And then when I was on campus, I, I swear to you, there were like four people that came up to me. It's like. Oh, ladies first. How you doing? I love y'all. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh my God, this yeah, is great. So, so it's crazy. So let, let, let's definitely build on that. You know what I'm saying? Let's definitely capitalize on that. I, I you know, uh, there's a vision for 2020 that's so clear. Crystal. 
like it's so clear and it's scary how clear it is for 2020 and i know it sounds beautiful to say on the mic but when you guys actually see it come to fruition it's gonna be a beautiful thing um so look like i said we ain't got shit to talk about <laughs> let's go ahead <laughs> let's go ahead and gas up this car see here yeah who you want to gas up who do i want to gas up um oh i'm gonna gas up uh girl talk and guy talk on uncg's campus for those mm. of you who don't know i'm a well, you do know I'm an alumna of UNCG, but while I was there, I co-founded an organization by the name of Girl Talk. And this Friday, we celebrated, um, this past Friday, we celebrated five years um, of them of us being on campus. So it was really beautiful to see how, you know, what me and Jane started and how big it's gotten now and how beautiful it's being run. It's just That's really sweet. beautiful. Um, I was a little emotional because I was like, wow, like five years flew by, <laughs> yeah. like flew by. <laughs> so yeah. it was yeah. a really good, good event. So I'm going to gas them up. Okay. Famous Phyllis, man. Who you want to gas up? Um, I'm going to gas up Mama E. You know, we all I know love Mama, Mama E. e. <laughs> Mama E, uh, she got me home Friday night. I'll say that. I, I had to call her a few times. Because, For real? Yeah, because I was... Wait, what do you mean she got you home? I brought you here. I know, but I had to drive home, so I had to call her a few times to just get my life right Wait, while so I was you on the road. Oh, oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, bro, yeah, you yeah. was... Like, I thought you was like saying you stay... Okay, got you. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. shout out to Mama E, man. I mean, she yeah. she definitely helped me get home. Glad yeah. I got home safely. She was the one uh, that gave me the shot when I yeah. first walked in the door. She said, yeah. house rules. Yeah. Hey, but yeah, yeah, Mama E, great, great. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Uh, who I want to gas up is all the Aggie alum, all the current Aggies that will be partaking in the greatest homecoming on earth this particular weekend. Uh, I do want to give a PSA shout out. We talked about this last weekend. Due to the events that have been transpiring in Greensboro the past few weeks, you know, the police are going to be out. UNCG did not see it as much, but y'all know how they are on us black folk. So... But that being said, be safe this weekend. We're going to have a hell of a fun. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have a hell uh, of a fun. Yeah, we're going to have a hell, hell of a, of a fun. fun. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the homie Lex. Uh, shout out to the homie. Uh, it's, it's too many of y'all to name. And I'm going to be seeing. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, that was the last yeah, person. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was the last. No, that, no that's the last the person. That, only one. That, no, that's the first person that came to mind because uh, I, I was texting them today because we were talking about what we was going to be doing over the weekend. But shout out to them. And uh, yeah, so shout out to Jiho and Terrence J. I'm going to tell you this one more time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this one more time. You know what? I'm not even going to speak that. I'm going to just let it happen. <laughs> and uh, shout out to my little cousin, Maya. She on camp. Matter of fact, y'all know I got a cousin that's uh, a freshman yeah, at yeah, 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 yeah. She about yeah. to be lit up. I saw her earlier before we started recording. And I said, hey, you know, you know, Monday was the first night of G-Ho, whatever, whatever. But how, you know, how was it? She said, yeah, you know, I didn't stay out too late. Okay. I was like, what time did you get in? She said, 4 a.m. I said, what? I said, wait, you mean on a Monday? I said on a Monday. I said, oh yeah, it's G Hill for real. But you know, I can't say she a freshman. Look, she got many more years of this. So did you party yeah. really hard your freshman year? Oh man, let me. Did you party really hard your freshman? Oh, year? Oh, freshman year. Yeah, was, fresh, uh, yeah, was, for, was a time. Yeah, that was uh, a that was a different situation. Okay, a different situation. A little bit of a different situation. I didn't but really yeah. party that much my freshman year. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> But I, then again, the school I went to. So. The entire, my entire college time, I was. I was yeah. Working. I've definitely seen you a couple of times. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, freshman year, thing. freshman year, that's when I was really on the G-Ho scene, the A&T scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as I got a little, 
into college, it was more UNCG and A and T, and yeah. So now it's just straight UNCG. You know, just okay. with the homies. Yeah, turn yeah. up, man. Well, look, uh, we do that every single week here on the Push and Start Podcast, where we gas up the whip. Vroom vroom. And this is the point in time where we start the show. And Sierra Danielle, let's kick it off. Ooh, ladies first. Yeah. ladies first. What yeah. up, everybody? It's your girl Sierra Danielle, and you know, since we are talking about you know being proud alumni and proud you know college goers and i haven't graduated but yeah continue speaking it into existence but, yep um soon come soon come yep. and um dang, nick you made me lose my train of thought mm-hmm. but since we are talking about being proud alumni yep. i wanted to talk about post-graduation and some of the things that were easy for us some of the things that irritated us some of the things that are difficult for us as postgrad I spoke at an event on Friday for my um, girl talk reunion and I got a lot of questions about postgrad life and you know I had to keep it real with them because I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything because a lot of students think that it's gonna be smooth sailing and it's just gonna be rainbows roses and little puppy dogs but you got another thing coming shouting <laughs> so i i want to mm-hmm. talk about i guess we can just popcorn and go off but i'll start with you uh nick mm-hmm. um post-grad mm-hmm. or since you haven't graduated yet, adult life yeah give me one thing we're gonna just go back and forth yeah that was difficult or is difficult for mm-hmm. you trying to manage your life as a whole you know what i mean like balancing and yeah um I, so for me again like we said have not graduated but living the adult life for a couple years now uh balancing realistic expectations for myself as opposed to the grandiose is like the biggest thing because the expectations that I have for myself are bigger than in, like no not my girl not my boys not like nobody understands like the vision yeah. That that you have for yourself. So I think for me personally, um, you just have to manage those expectations with your reality. Mm-hmm. Because what my expectation is of where I want to be is not the reality in this particular moment. Mm-hmm. And so just understanding, well, what am I really doing to get to my expectation? Mm-hmm. Am I really like, am I holding myself accountable for being like, okay, well, I know I wanted to achieve this and this didn't happen. So what mm-hmm. am I doing? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I be sometimes like I, I tell y'all all the time, like I work really hard to get to Sundays and get to the couch and everything like that so I can mm-hmm. watch football all day. But it really be in my head like, dang, like there probably is somebody out here working, you know, that that yeah. that's not watching mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. games all the time. You I know think what I'm saying? For me, kind of the same thing, like making sure my expectations are realistic. But my thing was I could have all the expectations in the world, but I have to remain disciplined enough to get those goals. So for me, my biggest struggle is being remain remaining disciplined and mm-hmm. in, in getting to my goals. If we're talking about, you know, looking at ourselves, I know we said that sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes, you know, we kind of bite off more than we can chew. I know for me, um, the hardest thing was, you know, you graduate, you, the first thing you want to do is you want to live on your own. You want to establish mm-hmm. yourself and be independent. But I feel like for me, my biggest thing was I jumped out being independent too early for me personally mm-hmm. like you know my mom thought I was coming home now no if I knew then what I knew now I would have went back home um but um for me I graduated that's a pride thing too it is that is for me I yeah. um graduated May 2017 by August I was moving into an apartment here in Greensboro 
And um, it was a pride thing, you know, especially with my background, my family. Mm-hmm. It was like I wanted to let them know that I can do this on my own. But I had so much work to do before I should have made that step. Yeah. But it was just like I'm going to try to do both at the same time. Like I had debt to pay yeah. down. I had things to get rid of. I had credit to build. I had a lot of things to do. I should have went home, got rid of do. I should have did then what I'm doing right now. Yeah, going home, getting rid of debt, all that stuff. This and is so a great for me, for me, that was my that was my thing. Like making sure that I don't. I had to make a lot of mistakes <laughs> to get yeah. it right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so now I'm ready to come back and do it the right way. <laughs> and Sierra, real quick, don't know uh, how old are you? I'm 25. I just turned 25 in July. Okay, I just want for the people to have some clarification on that. Yeah. I am 26. Mm-hmm. I'm the yep. I'm actually the baby of the podcast. I'm yeah. 26 as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. the baby. I'm 26. Yep. Go ahead, Cal. Um, it, are we still talking on on your point that? Well, I mean, about, it, yeah, either that or you can you, you know, can piggy you off of that. That was difficult for you post grad. Well, I think one of the most difficult things was with me, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what Toon said, is me being honest with myself, mm-hmm. right? So the realistic expectations of what I need to be doing with life or whatever is is one thing. But being real and honest with like, hey, did you get what you were supposed to get out of school in order to be prepared for life? Mm-hmm. I did not feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I still don't feel like college prepared me for, for the, real world. the real world. Regardless, regardless, if you take one class or 20. Yeah. It like there's certain aspects of college that just doesn't prepare you for that. Right. And I think, you know, now looking back at I graduated 2015. So that's four years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking back at it and I've had four years of life experience and it's showing me, hey, a lot of stuff that you four years ago. Yeah. A lot of stuff that you're experiencing or that you learned did not happen in the classroom. It happened when you were, you know doing a podcast or mm-hmm. living life or when your car breaks down and, and you got to mm-hmm. figure out how to pay for it with credit mm-hmm. and then you learn about credit mm-hmm. and then renting and you know insurance like it's so many things that i felt like i just didn't know yeah and i think in, in school i didn't have to deal with so much if mm-hmm. you think about it when you're in school you kind of isolated to a certain it depends place, it depends like for me in school i had a lot of stuff on my plate because going to college i didn't have um, as much support financially from my parents. So a lot of stuff Same. in college I got on my own. So I was mm-hmm. I was working all throughout four years of college. So a lot mm-hmm. of people always used to ask me, oh, like, you know, everybody goes to Miami for spring break or everybody does something for Christmas break. I was working every single break. Did you did you ever go? I never I've never been to Miami. Cal, did you ever go? To Miami? For spring break during college? Not during college, it was after college. Was after yeah, college. I've never been to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um so like when everybody was partying and having time mm-hmm. to rest I didn't get that privilege, which is something that it's like a blessing and a curse because I got I have a good work ethic and I'm very when I'm a go getter type of mentality. But I feel like when you have that type of stuff in college where you have all these credit hours, you have internships, organizations. When you come home, you want to rest. And so, you know, I feel like balancing all of that really was tough for me the four years I was in school. So so so. I'm going to tell y'all a real world experience that Yo, happened to me while I was in go. school, right? I can't wait to go. There was a, I think it was during the 2012 to 2013 year. I wasn't getting financial aid, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So I had- 2013 through 14 years? 20, 20, well, 2012 to 2013. 20, okay, yeah. I was working four jobs on campus. 
mm-hmm. and work at McDonald's on weekends, right? Word. Yes. I was like literally grinding every day. I felt like there was no tomorrow. Like Word. I had to pay bills. Like every two weeks I had to end up like paying extra stuff for my, you know, for my student stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I ended up finding out about myself was even through all of that shit. And even me wanting to come home and just chill on the days that I had off, I still didn't have that opportunity. Right. So one thing I had to learn about myself at that time, which is something I feel like I'm learning even more now, is you have to take your breaks. Oh, absolutely. And it took like, I think it took me like two to three years outside of college to figure that out. Because when I got out of college... I still was like, okay, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. There's not time for me to waste, right? And and Chase that goes back to the Chase honest the part. I had to be honest with myself. Like, yo, I'm doing all of this, but is my mental health right? Is my physical health right? Is is my friendship? Is, is my friendship's yeah. good? You know what I'm saying? I'm so focused on the bag. these, these bags that I'm trying to uh, uh, obtain, and I'm not focusing on the right things, right? And I think that takes time even in and out of yeah. school. One of the things for me, okay, so we go back to the word work ethic has come up or the phrase work ethic has come up. The, the one thing that you could say about Tune over the past however many years since college started is that the, your, your man has a nice work ethic. Like, you real do. talk. Like, it don't, like, I have a, a, a nice work ethic and I'm, I'm, I can, I'm okay with that. Right. I will say that one of the things that I guess has, um, clouded or or made it less accountable because you got to think about it when calvin was talking about the being in not having financial aid and working four jobs on campus there was a point in time where i was in school had a job and do was doing my internship at 102 that right was me mm-hmm. so the internship was at the radio station and i had to be up at 4 30 every morning be at the station at five and then be at the station until 9 a.m. from 9, go to class, be at class until 1, go to work from 2 to 6, Mm -hmm. and then whatever I had to do that night after 6 Mm p.m., and then repeat that every day. And I was doing that for a year. I was doing that for, like, so long. And then I got to a point where, like, I had the internship hours that I needed for school for credit hours, and then I was liking it so much that I was like, yo, I'm going to continue to do this. Well, what I have found... In the in in the time in which I have not been in school has been that the fact that I have these entities that people find attractive, mm-hmm. being working for the radio station, being an on air personality, having a decent job, working at the two places that I won't name on this podcast, but you guys know, mm-hmm. like that looks like okay, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you have a little bit of a resume that's being built, but you got to think about behind the scenes in the infrastructure of the sleepless nights of trying to figure out like, okay, how are we going to make this podcast work? Right. right. And, and not necessarily leaning on the fact that like, okay, like, um, I, like it's just going to be given to me just because I am an on air radio personality. Like, like the job that I'm a, ch- uh, that, that, uh, uh I'm striving to go for is going right. to be given to me because I know I'm the shit. Right. It, it, it don't work like that. So again, mm-hmm. One of the things I think is a constant thing between everybody that's been talking is just the consistency of honesty with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you, Calvin talks about how it was a, a year or two since you had to really take that mental break. It was not until I stopped working at one or two. Y'all remember that period where I was at my job now and I was doing one, I was doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until after that where I was like, "Yo, I'm I'm burnt out." Mm-hmm. For like, me, for me, I really it took me being after college to realize how much I was working myself. Like I was like, you guys, you know, I had 
a job all throughout four years. I was balancing a full course load. My senior year, I actually had, I had to apply to take more than the average course load. Because, you know, if it's over, like, what, 18 hours, you have to get approval for that. Right. And so my senior year, I was taking 21 credit hours my first semester. I had an internship where I had to get at least 420 out, 480 hours every semester. And my internship wasn't a traditional internship. Like, it wasn't, like, my schedule was supposed to be, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I had classes, and Tuesday, Thursdays was internship days. But my internship where I was didn't have eight to five hours. They had stuff after hours that were able that I was able to get experience and get in depth into my field. So I would be at an internship on a Tuesday from two to ten, mm-hmm. Thursday from one to eight, or Fridays, and I was a doula, so I was getting you know birthing hours and um, coursework and practice and trainings and stuff like that. And I was working, and I was I had girl talk, and by that time I was the VP of administration for my business fraternity. And so, like, it wasn't until after my first semester, my senior year, I was at home. I was living in the province. All of my friends had went home for um, um, for Christmas break. And I had the one of the worst panic attacks, mental breakdowns of my life because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating that well. I wasn't taking care of myself because I was too busy trying to get the bag. I was too busy trying to make sure everything else was good. But I wasn't taking a step back to take care of myself. And so it wasn't even until like this year alone where I really started taking care of my mental health. Like it was to the point where like I've been doing a lot of traveling this year. Yeah. Like when I first decided, oh, I'm going on a trip. It it wasn't until I was like, OK, I'm going to go on a trip where it was like, should you be doing this for yourself? You know how when you, you're so used to do, taking care of other people or you're so used to doing, doing, doing that when it's time to take care of yourself, it kind of feels weird. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so like when that happened, when I got that feeling, I was like, wow, it's really time to really just be okay with taking those rests and taking those vacations and I, taking those times for yourself. I, I think one of the biggest uh, disservices that the generation right before us did for us as a, as a generation. Uh, and when I say that, I mean like the, the, the hip hop culture that was based in the nineties was the fact that Diddy had a tagline that was like, I don't sleep. Right. right. I don't sleep. Like, uh, I forget the exact timeline, but it was like sleep is like the cousin of death or something like that. Where yeah. Or I sleep when if, I'm dead. Or I, Yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead because I'm going to continue to work, work, work. Well, I feel like that's definitely done a disservice to it because, again, you need those things. If you think about all the people up at the top, right, they will swear up and down to you that you don't understand what it took for me to get to this point. I had to do this. I had to do that. And I had to do that. And that's all fine and dandy. At the end of the day, when we start having these broader conversations as a young millennial group about mental health, (laughs) about mental health and its establishment within how we need to move about our, you know, young adulthood life. It's one of those things where you do have to take care of yourself. I, I don't want taking care of yourself to get in the way of procrastination though, because don't let the whole vibe of you saying like, okay, yeah, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you keep doing it because it feels good to procrastinate on what you ultimately want. Prime example. Or what you need to do. Or what you need to do. Prime example, the podcast. Procrastinated on the podcast for how many months? Three or four months before Calvin had to say something to me and we had to say something. Mm -hmm. You you have to get to the point where the accountability level has to be. You have to look inside yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's always good to have people on the outside to have accountability for too because sometimes you give yourself a pass and be like, ah. But you need somebody that's going to be like, nah, you didn't put this off for too long. You need to get to it. You need to look at your circle of friends as well. Um, but that's a that and that's another that's, that's another oh, conversation because yeah, because yeah because I mean but going to that like coming out of college right 
Or so now the, we're going to friendships because I got a lot to say about yeah, friendships. I mean, because <laughs> friendship, yeah, friendships yeah. matter at that point in time. Yeah, they do. There's, I mean, not saying that. I, like, there's a lot of people I still hang out with to this day that I've went to school with, and and even people that I met in school too. For instance, Tune. I did not meet Tune in school. I met mm-hmm. Tune in a school situation that I was in. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in school working with people that I went to school with. Tune was one of those people, and he didn't go to school with me, right? Mm-hmm. But we still have this relationship that we have now. What I think is important about what I'm about to say is when you start to build friendships outside of school, you start to realize who really is there for you. Mm-hmm. Because, see, in school, it's easy for you to, to build friends cause because people always want to be around. You, you want to be in the cir- same circumstances. It's completely different when me and you are outside of the, this organization, out of, out of outside of school, and you still are trying to build a relationship with somebody because it's just completely different. I could be having a kid tomorrow or getting married next week or I, I just lost my job and it's, you know, I have to pay for this and that or whatever. And it's just different when you're in school. In school, everybody's pretty much on the same playing field. Like mm-hmm. you go to class, you, some people work, some people don't, but it's at, at the same time, it's and like, we, and, and it's, everybody it's broke. Care for <laughs> hey, look, everybody broke. Right. Don't let nobody flex to you. Everybody broke. Everybody's broke. Everybody on top broke. Of that, I feel like post-grad, you really get to see who was really there for you and who was really your friends. Because once you graduate, we're not all going to be in the same place. We're going to be in different cities, some of us different states. I have two friends. Well, now just one. Um, One of my friends, well, at the time, yeah, I had a friend that lived in New York, but she moved back to North Carolina. But now one of my closest friends lives in Florida. So it's like, once you graduate, I'm not going to see you every day. Now I'm adulting, so I'm not going to have time to talk to you every day. Mm -hmm. So you really get to see... You know, who was there for you, who wasn't there for you, who was genuinely, you know, your friend and who wasn't your friend. And so that was one of the struggle for me because I felt like I did lose some people that I thought that were were my actual friends. But I had to really learn to sit back and appreciate, Okay, yeah, I might have lost this this one person, but I have a plethora of girls that, you know, are solid, that understand that, hey, we might not talk like in-depth conversations for a few weeks or a few months but we talk a little bit every day hey how you been what's been up we help each other that type of thing so that was that was one of the good things like my friendship circle for the most part stayed pretty solid when Mm -hmm. i graduated college and they were some of the people that really helped me get through the dark times that i've had over the past two years we've had a pretty in-depth conversation about trying to maneuver throughout the post-grad life dealing with some of the realities in it I think that one of the biggest things that you also we've talked about this in the past, you know, when we talk about managing your expectations like versus reality versus what like what really is real. Again, these high aspirations that you have that they feed you when you're in school is what they're there to do. But we talk about getting out of there and really being in the real world and what that really is when you get to the real world. You have to have realistic expectations for what you are trying to accomplish. If you want to be the next Tyler Perry, if you want to be the next LeBron James, if you want to be the next Jay-Z, if you want to be that next person, what are you really doing to get to that plateau? Like, mm-hmm. be, and be and sit down and be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it's cool to be like, okay, like, look, you are working that 40-hour week job that you don't care about, and you're sitting here complaining about, what your boss is doing for you and what they can't do for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is it about that situation that you're wanting to do to go ahead and change uh, what that narrative could possibly look like? It's very difficult in the onset for you to see that. But don't 
we talked about in the past about how it's uh, different. Everybody doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's okay to have the like. It's okay to have the nine to five. Yeah, those with entrepreneurial expectations for their life, grind what it out. What you doing? But even, but even. Even aside from the business aspect, even for personal things, like if you want to be debt free, what are you doing to achieve that? If you want to boost your credit, what are you doing to achieve that? If you want to build a savings and you want to have a certain amount of money in your savings, what are you doing? Are you cutting your costs? Are you not going out as much? Are you not eating out as much? If you want to be healthy, what are you doing to get that? Are you going to the gym? Are you changing up your diet? If you want to take care of your mental health, what are you doing? Are you practicing self-care? So it's like it's more so... Is you have to do that and be realistic with where you are now, where you've been, and how you got to where you are now so you can get to where you want to go and actually implement those goals and steps and stay consistent to get there. Shout out to the first time listeners. Shout out to the last time listeners that's never going to listen to us again. Y'all going to listen every time. Y'all going to listen every single time. Uh, I want to I wanna end on this note because uh, I want to hear everybody's last final words. Uh, post-grad life, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about adulting here. And again, uh, I'm 26, Calvin's 26, Sierra's 25. Uh, we are y'all, we're all young. Uh, our primary demographic of everybody listening to this podcast, the majority of you guys, is very young. And we still got time. So even if you're not where you think you should be, all right, it ain't over. The clock is still running. Uh, you, you, you got time. And don't, I, you know, I would say don't stress, but I understand that's going to happen naturally. It's part of it. It's, yeah, the, the, the stress is part of it. And, but, but you some, think about the stress that you're putting on yourself versus on what the world's putting on you. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yes, sir. Ladies first, man. We do that every single week. Clap it up for Sierra Danielle. Uh, great topic. I think we was giving. I think we was giving a lot of people some cloth on that one. Cloth yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see once you put on your story to see what people, yeah. other people's like gripes are with uh, post grad. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and just it just it just adult. Because I've seeing everybody struggling. Everybody in grad school. Yeah, and there's a theory about. I mean, Calvin, you but said college is a scam. College is a scam. Yeah, yeah. I already know. Listen, I think post grad just delays the inevitable. <laughs> Pretty much. I think. I think what it is, just. I think. I think. I, I mean, not post grad. Grad school I'm, is what I meant to say. Grad school, I think, just delays the inevitable. But what you're already going to experience. Um, oh moving. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just delays the inevitable. But go ahead. Take All care. right. Well, uh, it's your boy famous and. <laughs> This is the time for road rage. Yes, sir. Uh, now this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I don't really have a road rage for you, other than the fact that um something that happened to my car. So you know I got an 06 Tahoe. It's 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 yeah, on that, its that last Tonka truck. little leg, right? Um, tell me why. So both of my back windows have already been broken for a good little minute now. Like tell the me, ones that roll down. Yeah, but I don't roll them down because I know they're broken. I I accidentally rolled it down the other day. Pineapples. <laughs> Oh goodness! You have another flavor. I don't really like pineapple. Uh, Tune just handed us um, a ninety-nine proof peppermint. What the fuck? Yo, this is an honor. Calvin's topic is going to oh be God. very insightful uh, for this. this for why pineapples. I just gave them. Okay, continue, Calvin. My bad. What is yours? But anyway, I accidentally, I accidentally put the the window down on my back window, and I can't get it back up. <laughs> so You accidentally did it? Yeah, I didn't mean to. So now I got to kind of finesse it. But, I've never uh, wanted anybody of one of my friends to have a, uh, another car other than Calvin. Like, I need... Like yeah, the why? Next, what's the hold-up? Like, like, it ain't no hold-up. It, it ain't no hold-up. It ain't no hold-up. It's going to happen. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it ain't, it's, it ain't so no hold-up. you got a new car, what kind of car would you get? 
Would you still get an well, SUV? So I'm going to keep my SUV. Regardless yeah. of whatever new car I Because it's paid off, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to get me a little Tudor. You know what I'm saying? Something a little sexy and a young so for me. So is the Tahoe going to be your work truck? Tahoe going to be the work truck. It, it, when Toon <laughs> when Toon calls me and says, hey, yeah. hey, man, I need you to help me move again. Because look, yeah, yeah. I did not call you. I helped two people move yesterday. I helped Larry, so shout out to Larry and help my boy T, man. T needed help. Nah, yeah. I'm gonna keep that in mind when I move back to Greensboro. Hey, okay, hey, I'm, I'm charging yeah. mileage. Just make sure you got that gas ready, cause yeah. listen, that that that, yeah. talk, that it, it takes some, some, surge, it takes some gas. I know. Uh-huh. Now uh-huh. I'm coming to you guys on a very uh, comical note on this, okay? Yeah, man. Now by so no this means. Is the sip? Huh? This, oh, wait, are we taking a sip? Yeah, well, like we got a joint sip. T- take a look. Take a look. Take a little sip. Calvin gave us these little. It's actually no. These are mama. No, 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 no. These are Mama E. Okay, Mama E. Shout out to Mama E. Yeah, this is Mama E. All right, so let me take a little sip before we go in. Mm-hmm. 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 This goes into goodness gracious. Okay. Ah. Anyway. So this weekend was was homecoming, right? Right. And like again, let me preface this by saying this is a very comical thing. I know she's probably embarrassed about it, but I love her to death. Ain't nothing gonna happen. Yeah. We we go out. We we, we come to Tune Crib. We turn up. I mean, we are turning up. Yeah, shop board is out here. I take. 10 oh, by spots. the way, I, and by the way, I think I got a picture of the. Somebody's got it in the in the in, in the, the chat. chat. I think oh. I, your boy. So y'all gonna add me to the chat since your, I was in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stop. Relax. Yeah. The, the chat was created with all granted. Pe- Actually, I created a chat with only like four of us at first, yeah. and it just started. I've been to Granite Street. Does it do I count? Um, yeah. So one look, uh, your boy, <laughs> your, your boy Toon was on the board with uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 shots. Uh, I believe I, I had five. I this think. was Friday night. This is uh, oh wait, no, no, no. This no, yeah, this is Friday night. I, I was had on, five. I was on the board with thirteen shots. Erica was on the board right behind me with twelve. Calvin is on the board with ten. Um, Took ten of them bad boys. Yeah, Friday Calvin night. is on the board with oh, ten. I can tell. And Sierra was on Oof. the board with. Four. I had five. Yeah, with, <laughs> sounds uh, like four to me. <laughs> no, I know I had five. Sounds like okay, four. Okay, all right, okay. But anywho, yep. We all get lit. Yep. We're about to go to the club. Yeah. Now yeah. we're on our way to the club. We get in an Uber. We are trying to get to the club, and things just don't go right for us. Okay, like. I, I think my my fiance got a little a little too drunk. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It happens, but it's okay. Listen, it happens, it happens to the best of us. Out of all people, I am perfectly fine with her doing that. She's in law school. Enjoy yourself, boo. Like you need to take a break. You need to just let one out. Because listen, I've been drunk like that. Yeah. Too many times to count. Yeah. So, like when you took them shots last year for whose birthday? Oh no, nah, that that was that 25. Oh, that was 25, not 26. So that's oh yeah, week, the year, year before. before last. Dang, but, bro, we are growing. What? Yeah, for real? Yeah, for real. that great. was two years ago. Yeah, because it was a 25 shot. Salute. Yeah, last year we yeah. didn't. Yeah, but anyway, but, yeah. anyway, she gets drunk, and I mean like drunk, drunk. Like uh, so, I'm gonna call it a Calvin drunk, okay? Because mm-hmm. Calvin ain't famous she when he's drunk like that. Mm-hmm. She got Calvin drunk. Calvin. And when I tell you, I mean, she was tossed. Yeah, she was tossed, my niggas. She yeah. was tossed before Ooh, we left. Tossed before we left. We get to the club. Mm-hmm. We get out the Uber. Mm-hmm. She can't, she can't do nothing. I mean, she's she is she's throw right. Like she so, can't even walk. No, I mean, I, kinda. I'm, I'm carrying her. I'm like, she all right, can't look, walk babe. without being noticed by right. other people that she should. I said, look, I said, listen, look, your boy Tune, uh, <laughs> your boy Tune is out here savior of the day. <laughs> I said, look, at this point, I'm looking at it like we gotta go home because I can't take you to the club like this. It's too much, right? And you know, we we decide Tune actually picks us up. I ain't gonna say we decide. It worked out that Tune picked us up, which is everything was great, right? 
the question I have for you guys is, what are the steps you take? Okay, you can have as many steps as you want, but what are the steps you take when your significant other gets too drunk and you have to take care of them? Uh, I have a story. <laughs> I'm a, I don't yeah. need a story. I need but it's steps. Like, it's Do you need step. remedies? Okay. I, I need was, remedies and steps. Okay, go. Get, give your remedies and steps, and then we'll do I'll tell you what I did. Okay. So, this was right after I uh, graduated. I moved into my apartment. And this is interesting, too, because I feel like the perspective between what a woman has to do versus what a man has to do looks completely different. Right. And so, it was for one of my brother's birthdays, um, and I had a kickback for him at my um, apartment. And the guy I was talking to at the time did end up coming. And everybody's drinking. There was liquor. There was wine. There was white. There was brown. And I think he had everything. So after my kickback, there was a house party that we all decided, oh, we're going to go to. So we go to the house party. I actually had to leave the house party because one of my friend's cars got towed. But when I got back, the party got shut, shut down. So I'm like, where is everybody? He's like, well, he's back here. And he's like, done. Mm. I was like, well, I'm going to take him back to my crib and just take care of him there. So what I did was he actually ended up getting sick in the parking lot. I When I got in, I had some Gatorades. I had some water in my fridge. I just told him to drink what he could. And then he just passed out in my room. So I just took his took his shoes off, made him comfortable, and just let him sleep. And then the next day, made sure he ate and had fluids in his system. Okay. So so it seems like one common theme is that that you do take care of them. That's that's yeah. Bruno. But it looks like you you gave him some food. You fed him. Yeah. Okay. So to him, what? I couldn't carry him because he was. I mean, he. I don't even remember. Ain't how it so he got easy in. to be a woman? It is because listen, yeah, it is because men gotta carry every woman that they date. Regardless, have yeah. ever been carried? what you okay? So, so number one remedy, uh, or or just tips, tip. This is tips. I don't want to say remedy because you, right. you can't you can't do the hangover. I mean, you can, but anyway, right, right, right. Um, you have to make sure whenever you guys reach, if you guys are out somewhere and then you guys are coming back home, or even if you're just chilling at the house and it gets too lit. Right. You got to make sure that you get them comfortable enough for bed so when they wake up in the morning, they they don't, you know, they're not all discombobulated, you know. Right. Make sure you take them with, it's hard to say with consent, but I, y'all know what I mean when I say. Right. With, right, 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 right. with consent, make sure it's okay. This is not like, like I'm talking about somebody that's y'all been in a relationship, whatever, but even if not, because we'll get to that too. I'm just saying like, make sure it's okay for you that it won't be crazy in the morning when you know, like you've taken their clothes off and put pajamas on and did all of that mm-hmm. to make sure that it's okay for them to, to do that. So I think the biggest thing is making this straight. So when they wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're they're okay. Maybe give them a glass of water by the bed, you know. So when they wake up in the morning, they have that. That's that's one of the uh, tips that I have uh-huh. for those that have a significant other that gets a little bit too litty in the city, brother. Right. You know what I'm saying. So I'm I'm gonna tell y'all what I didn't do this weekend. Okay. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I I was supposed to be doing that for my fiance, which is fine. Yeah. I have no problem with it because yeah. listen, she's done the same for me. <laughs> I, I've been plenty times drunk, probably yo, drunker than that. But yo, she's had help. Yeah. And I also had help too shout out to bryce yeah and shout out to nick y'all yeah. both are lifesavers yeah cal is funny so the one so one qualm she had the next day when we we were talking she woke up fully clothed yeah now mind you, you didn't take her clothes off listen mind you <laughs> how many shots i take to how many uh you were at ten, uh ten. i took oh, 10 right. shots yeah you took 10 shots yeah. i was just as fucked up yeah as she was and, and i had to get i had to get her home right See, in every situation where Calvin's I had to take care of somebody uh, else, I was kind of sober. Board. 
Five shots on the board. Right. And that was just here. Yeah. yeah right. Five. So the shots that we have on the board are only the ones we hit. We went to Dre's crib before we came here. And yeah. we were drinking over there, taking shots, da da da. See, so you, you got to, because mind you, I wasn't gonna drive back to to Winston. Oh yeah, that's right. That I was, was gonna a, Uber yeah. from from Toon's crib. We were gonna Uber to Greens or back to our house, and then we were gonna. Um, I was gonna drive my truck back up here so she can get her car in the morning. It, it didn't work out that way. I figured I was like the way she like how thrown she was was like like I said a Calvin a Calvin drunk. I had to take her home because she would have threw up in the Uber. Or something like that, which I just did not need, right? So that's one fifty, big fella. We get home, we get home. The first thing I do before I get home is I go by cookout. I do the food thing, right? Number one, I, I'm I'm What's on the that. best food to eat for a hangover while you're drunk? It should be something greasy, right? Yeah, like that's a, what I heard. It has to be something breaded, greasy. Maybe yeah, so, some, something greasy or breaded is 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 a good hangover uh, food. But you know, what's you know okay? why? I don't know why that is. I, I, so, probably because it absorbs the fucking the alcohol and the, the grease. The, well, the, I know the bread does for sure. But you know what? Now the, cookout is great when you're drunk. But dude, I'm telling you, cookout has a bad like. It's it's good, but I will say cookout. I'm I know I'm I know I'm jumping I, out the window. I, I, I know I'm jumping out the say, window. Huh? I know I'm jumping out Whoa. the window with this one because it's a hot take. I feel like cookout gives you a droggy feeling in the morning on a on a drunk uh, it, when you're waking up. See, for me, like it gives if you like if a, I'm genuinely messed up, I don't like to eat right then because I have I'm afraid that I'm gonna throw it back right back up. Okay. Mm. Like, like I've had a moment about how he was where my first homecoming, yeah. I got sauced and I don't even remember how I got home. So I'm going to tell you what you don't eat when you're drunk. Spaghetti. I threw spaghetti up. Mm. See, I'm the opposite. I'll eat pasta. I'll See, eat, I love pasta. That's, that's kind of gross. I'm not really an eater in the first place. So when I do get drunk and something does come into, it's just, for, kind of, it's just whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the wind blows. So, yeah. so to add to that, right? Yeah. Somebody I order, said I grease thickens two. the alcohol content and makes it easier for your body to digest. Mm. Cool. So mm. I ordered two trays, right? I ordered two trays, one for me, one for her. I oh, ordered, so you went, so after you left my crib, you went to go get some food? I went to Winston and went to yeah. the cookout in Winston. Yeah. We stopped there. Do they got she quesadillas? She still passed out. Yep. I got a quesadilla. I got me a chicken quesadilla. Yeah. I got... An uh, extra thing of fries What's and up? two cookout. Because listen, up? I'm drunk Hold on, wait. Hungry. Hold on, wait. Let me I'm tell you. All right, so you said your hungry. cookout tray. Well, Sierra, what's your cookout tray drunk? Go. I get a chicken strip tray with a chicken quesadilla and um, onion rings. Same. Uh, Sounds lame. A big double burger, uh, big double burger tray, out west style, uh, seasoned fries, and a bacon wrap. Sometimes I punch. get chili cheese fries, yeah, though. Yeah, punch. So mine is big double burger have, tray have with cheese, lemonade. bacon, lettuce, ketchup, and sometimes mayo. Um, I get fries and a honey mustard wrap with a quesadilla because I'd be hungry. <laughs> I'll give, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I get to have to yeah. have tea lemonade though. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, hey, for those that listen to this podcast that are not living in North Carolina or Tennessee, uh, or South Carolina. I either go to cookout or walk cookout house. is cookout is by far the go to destination for after the club turn right. up scene. I, th- I would anything. say Waffle House. No, it's no, 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 If you're in North Carolina, South Carolina, or Tennessee. It is definitely cookout, yeah. hands down, hands down. But but basically, okay, yeah. so so that happened, right? Yeah. Tell me why, and this is my drunk ass. I am yeah. over here. I get my bag. I just drive the fuck off. Yeah. I get home and realize they gave me one fucking tray. And oh, and So I'm like, okay, damn. whatever. I'll just hot. give her my tray, right? Because yeah, that's fuck hey, she needs to eat. Fuck it. 
I'll get something at the crib. We get to the crib. She still is unfucking responsive. Like she's just like, no yep. nigga, I'm I'm yep. here. I'm laying. Yep. You have to carry I, her in the house. I had to carry her up a yep. flight of stairs. Okay. Yep. Now my like legit you, carry her now, not her walking. Yeah, no, you. I am carrying her. I had her on my shoulder. Yeah. I kid you not. I had her on my shoulder. Yeah. Now the thi- the issue. So this is what I had an issue with. Yeah. This is why I couldn't complete the entire steps that I, I was supposed to. Because Joey has some strength. I was fucking drunk. Yeah. So by the time I got her upstairs, I'm fucking tired, right? Uh, yeah. So you know what I do? I say, fuck it. She can't eat. I'm going to go down and eat everything. <laughs> Nigga, I ate the entire the hype, tray. The whole the tray. Fries you and smacked the, it. And the <laughs> smackable. You smacked that motherfucker. Like, ate that. Demolished that joint. Meanwhile, Gone, I, nigga. I just put her in the bed. Gone. I just, I just hey. left it there and I said, you know what? And you know what? You know what? Now you know when you hear the story and you're both drunk. You know that. Hey, look. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mad that you ate the tray? No, no. She wasn't mad about the tray. She was mad that I didn't take her clothes off, which makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't put a trash can out. I didn't get a water. Yeah, I, yeah. Those I are tips. A, those are yeah. Those are tips. Partner. Okay. Yeah. But you was drunk too, though. I know. But the thing is, even when you're drunk, you have to have the the moment, yeah. the, the mindset to say, you know what? Because I certain things I gotta when I'm do. drunk, yeah. I'm definitely stumbling to my kitchen to get that bottle yeah. of water. Yeah. <laughs> and see, and see, Yo. I think, and, and what, and <laughs> uh, the reason crazy. why I'm, I want to talk about this is because I think had I not been drunk, I would have. All yeah. the marks would have been checked, right? But I think it's so difficult to make sure to you remember check all of the marks when you're drunk. Now, granted, I did good. I had her phone. I had all her license and debit card, all that stuff, right? And then I also had her earrings and all that. I had everything else. Yeah, but that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, hey, I was I was over it. I was so I listen. Was hey, so listen. Uh, I'm gonna make a public service announcement. When I say that, I'm gonna make something public that I have not made public like ever. Mm. I have never discussed it. Oh, I've had, got I, the I, I, I had I had Inside to inside school. I had to discuss this at one point in time uh, recently, but I really haven't talked about this. So my previous girlfriend, uh, we were together and. We, uh, at the time, I'm going to make this very short and sweet, went to a Jay-Z concert in 2013, okay? Jay-Z okay. was in Greensboro. It was the Magna Carta Holy Grail Tour. And if y'all know me, y'all know Jay-Z is my guy, okay? Hove, Jizza, Jigga Man, that's my guy. Magna Carta was one of my favorite albums of that year. Super excited to go see him. So, I'm with my girl. We getting lit at the trap. Shout out to everybody that was a part of the trap. Uh, and we're getting super live. And... It's cool. We make it to the venue. Everything is straight. We get into the Coliseum. We get to our seats. Everything is copacetic. And you know what happens. My, we're, we're, we're at the pre-show. Timbaland is Jay-Z's DJ for the entire show. So y'all know Timbaland, the DJ, he gets it lit before the show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Super lit. Like so my lit, girl, lit. So probably 15 minutes before the show starts, my girl says, hey, I got to go use the bathroom. I said, okay, cool. Go ahead. Go to the bathroom. So I'm chilling. 15 minutes go by. The lights get low. I'm, the, the instrumental drop. I got chains on my back. <laughs> and I miss you. I'm like, oh, Jesus, Yo, Jay-Z about to kill. Yo, uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail come out. Slap. I'm like, yo. But but mind you, it's a long 15 minutes before that happened. So I'm looking back like, dang, it's been 15 minutes. I'm looking back like, yo, wait. Like, you know, there would have been a little bit of a cognizance of you to come and come back to the seat. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, she been in the bathroom for 15 minutes. I done waited three songs, right? I'm like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom. Long story short, this girl was in the girl's bathroom, and she was in the stall, and one of the girls came out. She was like, um, are you calling for the for this girl? That's, uh, yeah, she was like, well, she's in the stall out here and, like, just pat, like, like puking her guts out in the bathroom at the Coliseum. Oh, God. I'm like, dude, 
you cannot be doing this <laughs> while Jay-Z is about to perform on stage. I'm over here trying to get lit, and you died, passed out in the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, all right. So obviously, I'm a guy. I can't go in the girls' restroom at the Coliseum. So the security, who happens to be a woman, I don't know if she's security, but you know the people that be ticking at you and yeah, stuff in the bathroom, whatever. So she's like, hey, like she's just like she she just can't get up. Like she th- there's no way that she's gonna be able to make it. I'm like, yo, you got to be kidding me. You do this all, all of the night. She's gonna do this on Jay-Z night. So, long story short, girls keep going in and out of the bathroom and they're like, Oh my god, like you're such a good per like you're such a good boyfriend, this time the third, because you're da da da. And I was like, I know, because I was staying out there. Y'all, why did I have to? This girl <laughs> had to be taken out in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm put this on God, bro. God, yo, this girl had to be taken out in a wheelchair, bro. The to the point where she was so messed up, the Coliseum people let me because where the normal regular where where, where the regular us as fans watching the show where we normally come in, they let me bring my car where Jay Z comes in at because it's closer to the place where I didn't have to take the wheelchair out as far. Like that that that's how bad it was. Bro, I saw Jay-Z for 13 minutes and had to leave. <laughs> I had to take her home Do you know in, a how wheel- bad I would in a be? in a wheelchair. And to this day, like it's no point in me having this conversation at all. But I'm just saying, to this day, I will never forget that. You'll never I, forget that. I will never forget that. So Dang. in 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 the, in the aftermath of that, you know, all the normal boyfriend procedures happened at that time, you know. Because were you him. drunk? I was lit. Probably wasn't as drunk, but as I that. wasn't drunk. Yeah. But I wasn't that drunk because because you got to think about the the time frame from me understanding that that's where she was at in the bathroom and we're having this conversation. It's a good thirty minutes by the time we actually understand that okay, she's gonna need a wheelchair. We gotta wheel her so out. So what were the hell? How long did y'all pregame? Bro, I don't even think the pregame was that great. Like. I, Again, she, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, well, nobody's gonna correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't. Right? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the. Y'all know how the pregame was Friday night. I don't. It was not that. Y'all know we was live on Friday. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we was like super duper live on Friday, and I don't believe it was that. So, as a story for those, I've had to deal with that. Uh, I'm not gonna embarrass my current girlfriend right now because uh, she is a uh, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Just let me tell you something. But anyway. I think it is a little bit different between guys and girls, but bottom line, Sierra, if you're with someone, for the women that's listening to the podcast, if your boyfriend gets too drunk, what's the number one thing you know you must do? I make sure he ha- he's comfortable, take his mm-hmm. clothes off or his shoes at mm-hmm. least, mm-hmm. and I make sure he has something to drink. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been on the flip side. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year for my birthday, when mm-hmm. I went to Atlanta mm-hmm. with my ex, yeah. oh, I, was, I got introduced to something called 20 Grand. And I don't even want to know what that is. Yeah, you gonna 20, get this podcast taken off the damn shit. Twenty grand is a uh, white liquor that was held in a cognac bottle, so it's like a mixture between white and brown. Mm. It's really smooth and it's really good, but it will get you fucked up every single time. And I was drinking. I went on a yacht party, and I was drinking everything. I had brown. I had white. I had. I knew I was fucked up when I drank a freaking Corona because I don't really drink Coronas like that. Unless I'm already drunk. Mm-hmm. And I, when I tell you I passed out and I had to be taken care of, he made sure I ate and he took my clothes off. And yeah, but I was, I was done. Calvin, number one thing as a man taking care of your girlfriend when she's drunk, what's the number one tip? 
make sure she's safe. Yeah. So that's one thing I did do. Like, it could have been very easy for me to just leave her ass out there. Yeah. Or to get her Uber back to your crib and then yeah. just go to the club. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been the safe move, nor yeah. it would have been the ethical move. Yeah. Nor yeah. the the, the emotional the move house. that I wouldn't I would never do that to her. Because yeah. I know she wouldn't do it to me. Yeah. So just make sure that your your partner is safe. Yeah. Whatever happens. Cause even in your situation, she was still safe at the end of the day. At the end of the day, she was still safe. And I I I, I I'ma just piggyback off of that. I don't have much to say other than the fact that like as long as your significant other is safe and they're in an environment in which you can control, you have to take them out of the uncontrollable environment. Right. If you would have taken them into the club, you can't control what happens in there. Some niggas just randomly automatic start fighting. It's hard for you to get yourself up out of that. So if you see that's where your significant other, your person is headed, get them in a situation that's controllable. If it's at a house party or a kickback. Ask if it's okay to take them to the room that's empty, that's in somebody's bed, or a, a room that's not occupied. So, shout out to that. Um, yeah, we do that every single week here on the Push to Start podcast. The final topic, hashtag talk about it. Your tune is live in the building. Uh, and I want to talk about something that's a little bit close to the podcast here. Just a tad bit. Just a teeny weeny. Just, just a slight bit. Just a teeny weeny. Uh, over the weekend, or mm-hmm. maybe this past Monday, there was an interview that came out. Um, mm-hmm. And the interview that did come out was with Charlamagne the Guy for The Breakfast Club. And it was with Gucci Man. Shout out to the homie Gucci. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gucci is, I think, promoting his new album, which I have not. Oh, that was one of the albums we didn't talk about that came out on Friday. I ain't listened to really? it. Really? He yeah. got a new album? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Woptober. Is, is this his second one this year? Woptober too. I don't know. Nah, Gucci didn't drop an album earlier this year. Mm. I thought he did. I mean, that was last year. Okay. Yeah, that was last year. <laughs> but anyway, he's out there doing his press run, and he went to go sit down with Charlemagne. And in the midst, so for those that don't know who Charlemagne is, he is uh, one third of the Breakfast Club. Just like I'm one third of Push to Start. Mm-hmm. So this was a platform that Charlemagne has on his own, just like Calvin has his own brand of cult marketing. Sierra would have Girl Talk. I would have Push to Start, but like if I were to have 102, for example, right? So they're having the conversation, and Gucci Man then proceeds to go off the rails and start talking crazy about Charlemagne's host on the Breakfast Club, Angela Yee. Basically calls her a punk ass bitch. And he talked about uh, <laughs> And he talked about DJ Envy and says the next time I'm see that man, I'm gonna slap the shit out of him. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, do you yeah, hear that? See that clip? Yeah, that I didn't see that clip. Yeah, I, see that that I thought clip. I tagged y'all in that on yeah. Twitter. So he basically was like, Look, DJ Envy, DJ Envy whack too. And if I see him, he know what time it is. If I see him, I'm going to slap the shit. Because he said if he would have spoke to me. If, if he, he would have spoke to me, I would have slapped the shit out of him. When I see him, I'm going to slap the shit out of him. Is what he said. Real talk. And he called Angela Yee a punk ass bitch. And he called Angela Yee a punk ass bitch. So, wow. I bring this up for relevancy because in the event that either one of three of us, because we all have our own platforms and we all deal with other individuals, started talking crazy about the other person of one of our co-hosts, and we had a job to do because we do have to release the interview. It's really more of a question about how you guys entertain that particular uh, media coming out. Mm-hmm. What? How do you feel like you would handle it? What do you think is the proper protocol in that situation for mm-hmm. you as someone talking crazy about Sierra for you it will be Cal and me and for me it'll be you and Cal and Cal will be Sierra and myself so what do you what do you guys think would have been the most appropriate way uh do you think Charlamagne handled it appropriately no, do you think it was I don't what, 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 what are your thoughts on that I don't feel like Charlamagne handled it appropriately because 
I feel like if you've known somebody for as long or been doing something or building a brand um, for as long as he, DJ um, Envy and Angela Yee, been doing, I feel like some sort of defense was warranted. Like you sat there mm-hmm. and said, let him call her a punk ass bitch and mm-hmm. talked about your call saying he go slap the shit out of him. And you sat there and said nothing like he didn't even say it. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. If I saw an interview <laughs> and you two little nigglets let a man call me a punk ass bitch, <laughs> yeah, oh, y'all going to hear my mouth. Talk, talk about it. Okay. 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 Yeah. At least some defense. I would have been like, okay, I understand that I asked you a question. It is your but, freedom of speech and expression. But say it real quick. Let me, hold on, wait, let me, let me respond presence. to that. Let me respond to that, Calvin, before you go. I, because I want to respond to that. Sierra, I'm sitting in an interview with Stunner Full Vegas. And Stunnerful Vegas is talking about something, and he feels like in the interview that we did with him, you disrespected him in some way. Like she should, there's no way, there's no, I don't know why she asked me about, about the feminine, about the group, the who I'm talking to, and I'm not disrespectful. And he she, he start calling you all types of names, right? Your indication for me is to say, let me stop Stunnerful Vegas. Right, hold on, Stunner, uh, Mr. Stunner, uh, Mr. Vegas, <laughs> stop uh, what you're saying right now because I've been with my co-host for this amount of years and we've been doing this thing for a while i need you to stop saying what you're saying in that moment that's yeah, what you, you can say that without being disrespectful like hey i understand that you feel some type of way yeah and that you feel disrespected but right. i don't appreciate you calling her out her name yeah in my presence yeah so okay i appreciate it I'm, I, 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 I have a response to that i'm gonna let i'm gonna let calvin go <laughs> So I haven't watched the full interview and everything yet. <laughs> yeah. well, I will. All I will you really need to see is that clip. That'll yeah. be my homework for tonight. Yeah. One thing I will say is um, I think that when it comes to something like that, right, where you might be in a situation in which you're supposed to be getting a very unfiltered, raw kind of uh, interview from somebody, do I stop them initially? No. I let them talk. Because what we hear, what the, our purpose is, is to have this conversation. Now, what's said after that, right, or what's said as my rebuttal is I would then at that point protect you guys, right? I wouldn't allow him to say things that I, I personally felt are false. Now, opinionated things are things that's going to be his opinion. And and I would, you know, and, and it also you got to think about it. If, you, if you're Charlemagne the guy who then got his ass ran up on in the streets, you're sitting in front of a nigga who is telling you he's going to slap the shit out of and your And he also said that he, he, he was like, I put that nigga in the ground where he needed to be. Yeah, like, you got to be you gotta be very careful with that. Because, uh, let's say, for instance, we are in an interview with Stunner for Vegas, which we did have an interview with Stunner for Vegas, yeah. and it was 40 niggas in the building. Yeah. There was a lot of things that we, I mean, we yeah, probably yeah, yeah. Were, and, and I'm not, and you know what, you let's know what not saying? even talk about that. I don't even, <laughs> I do not, I do not want to talk about that. No, I am not discussing but, that. But if, if if we're sitting yeah. if we're sitting in front of somebody like Gucci and we're having this conversation there there are some things that he may say that might be outside of the lines of what we thought we were going to get right mm-hmm. i still think there's ways in which you can check them so what, what would you say if he said if you interview somebody he said you know Sierra this and there when i see Nick I'm gonna fuck that nigga up. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you see, know? See, that, at see, that, at that, that point, at right. that point, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, yo, dog, listen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Gucci said what do you do? He literally said, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna 
said when I see DJ Envy, I'm gonna slap shit out of him. I'm gonna be like Gucci. If you hit my man's, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to retaliate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because listen, we roll, we roll together. You know what I'm saying? We roll together. What you gonna do, Nick? You gonna be somebody? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the third trick ass. Punk ass, <laughs> and you say, you know what? When I see Calvin, I'm gonna fuck that nigga up. <laughs> see, we laughing, and that's what I will be doing, bro. I'll be like, okay, this is what, what Charlamagne Charlamagne, did. Charlamagne said, yo, they're gonna hate me for this. That's what he said. He he literally as soon as as soon as Gucci went off the rocker, he said, oh, they're gonna hate me for this because he know because at the end of the day, what do you have? You got a job to do, right? Right. You at the but end you of can it, still do your job and be respectful. So and look, if you're respectful and they're wait, still wait, wait a minute, wait, and it falls back on them and look, not you. Hey, I was like, hey, 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 hey Gucci, man, you, you can't be talking about my co house. I mean, man, no, nah, man, y'all know, you know what's up. <laughs> you know, you know, Sierra, a punk ass bitch. <laughs> 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 you know, nah, nah. And I'm like, okay, hey, look, hey, look, Gucci, look, man, you know, like, bro, I got to defend my co Like, nah, I know you got a job. Look, and I would I would expect him to be like, I know you got a job to do, what, but nah, Sierra did this, Calvin is this, and this, that, that. When I see him, I'm going to fuck him up. So listen, <laughs> I will say, this was my. Overall, the take on it, I would say, and this was before hearing the rebuttal, but I will say this: the the interview's over. We just recorded. We got a lot of good content outside of that. Yo, Cal, Yo, Sierra, let me get y'all on the phone. I want to let y'all know, like this that is that Gucci like, this, called you a like, punk ass like, bitch. Like, like I just did this, like I just it's did, like I just did this interview. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, it's it's on me, creative control wise, whether I let this go out or whether I not let this go out. It's on, like, it's on, like, because at the end of the day, if it's my platform, mm-hmm. which is Charlamagne, I have creative control on what gets released and what don't get released. Right. So if Sierra, if you're feeling some type of way about it and you be like, nah, like, I really would not like you to, I want you to edit to where you edit that out of the conversation. If that's how you, if, if you genuinely felt that way, I would edit it out of the conversation. But for do you feel like Charlamagne did that? He, we saw it, so he didn't do. No, do I feel like he had the conversation with him? And I'm, and the reason I say yes is I don't know if he had it with Angela, but DJ Envy did respond and basically said, "Okay, so I know this came out. Here go my response." And basically said, "Look, my brother hit me before this came out, and he said, let the clip go.' And he said, "This is not the first time I've been threatened by an artist. I'm probably gonna be threatened by an artist later on in life. Gucci's not gonna slap me." This, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. And that's the end of it. I'm, oh, said, I, and look, DJ, look, look, DJ Envy ended and said, look, I'm in a, I'm in Paris with my wife right now. Y'all can have all that shit that y'all talking over there. I'm good. My wife is good. My kids is good. We good. All that jazz over there. So that's my thing. I would hit y'all. My thing would be I would contact y'all first before I let the interview act. Because we all know you will be susceptible to conversation Heat. on social media yeah so right. if, or if we did anything like say for example if this happened like say for example if something came from the stunnerful vegas interview mm-hmm. let's say cope marketing or your brand or pretty unplugged somebody's gonna ask to bring it up but like, okay so we seen the stunnerful right. vegas interview so what's right. what's popping you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i would i would have said something line. i would have said something then though because it's like that's just me. Even on, even if it wasn't being recorded, even if it. But what wasn't, if it's something that's irrelevant to you? It's almost the sense of like because it wasn't. But if somebody irrele- said I'm a fuck nigga up, I'm gonna be like, okay, now. But what I'm, are you gonna do to protect him? Because I can't physically protect it, him, but I can say that is still my close. If, the day, but if I you're sitting in front of Gucci and he say I'm gonna fuck <laughs> this nigga dick up, and you say hold up now, you you ain't gonna do that. And then he say I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? And then he go to jail again. Or or or. or 
Or what if you sitting with a girl female house? She'd be like, man, Calvin got a small ass dick. Why? Dick loves to try to say I have a small yeah. dick. Yeah. Wait, Wait, saying, for whatever reason. No, if it's something like that, no, if it's something saying, like that. I'm just saying. I feel like that's the difference in saying I'm a Yo, fuck Nick, I'm a fuck Calvin up. I'm just saying. So, say, for example, if I'm interviewing Cardi B and yeah. she's talking about, you know, she loves to be real raunchy and stuff and she's yeah. talking about Calvin and she says something about his 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 Johnson. Yeah. I'm going to just laugh and I'll be like, I wouldn't know that. That's my brother. Da, da, da. But if she say, oh, fuck Calvin. That nigga ain't shit, and da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, sis. Like, I understand it's yeah, because I feel like it's yeah, still my brother at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So I'd appreciate it if you know you just see it. No, no, yes, I would. I don't wait, wait. I listen. So a girl, it's just the principle. Let's say, for example, one of me and Calvin's exes tends to blow up. They do something that Boxer worthy. Boxer said, Nick, love him some Calvin. <laughs> yo, y'all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all crazy. No. Y'all Nick crazy. must want to see my dick. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's say, for example, that, that's see God don't like ugly. Look, that's why Calvin, Calvin Mike messed up. But look, let's say you, one of me and Calvin, me and Calvin's exes blow up, right? And they do something worthy of an interview from a platform that you have. Like leak the sex tape you can't find. Well, that wouldn't be really a th- that. Never mind. I won't. I'm not going to discuss that. But all I'm going to say is they do something worthy enough of being interviewed, and you interview them, and they start talking like about you know uh, they bring us up. You know, Nick was in a relationship, and let me tell you what he did. Okay, well, th- and this is did that the third. He said, "You go. Does it depend on what they say?" About us that you would defend us, or is it like anything? It's like nothing. It was, if it's something that can be laughed about, like if she's if I'm interviewing Cardi B or whoever, because I'm will, saying I'm one of our exes. If you it, interview one of our exes. I interview one of your exes, and they talk about like your sex trash, or they try to bash and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That has nothing to do with me. I might laugh it off, like okay, da, da, da. but if they start defaming your character, yeah, as a person, that's a different thing. Yeah, like Nick, a lying ass nigga, and yeah. I slap the shit out of him when I see him, and f him, f that. That's when I have an issue. Yeah, because now you're they're defaming your name, they're defaming your character as a mm. person. Mm. Whether or not y'all had good sex when y'all was together, that's none of my damn business. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But if they're starting to talk about you as a person, then that's, that's when, when I have you hit them with that. I still beat me. <laughs> hey, ah, you weren't complaining about it when God, you was clapping them hey, cheeks. God done. You wasn't <laughs> one screaming for Jesus. God done screaming for Jesus. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. Uh, if I'm in Charlemagne's position, I can't. You know, it's a lot easier to say what you would Nick do in a situation. Laugh. I would say, listen, hey, you got to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Chill, chill, chill. No, paparazzi. No, I would say the way that the interview was conducted, I will say that that would be a situation where I would say something. Because he said he would slap DJ Envy multiple times. It wasn't just one time. And I would be like, well, but I would have a conversation with him like, hey, Gucci, bro, you went a little bit too far, bro. You didn't mean that. Like, you, come on, bro, like. You know, you know that not you. I, I will say, you know that might not make it to air. Like I might not be able to air that. The only way I'm gonna air that and put that out to the public is if I have because it's interesting that Angela Yee, if he had the same conversation, because Yee ain't said nothing about it. But if he had that same conversation with Angela Yee, it'd be very interesting because I know women are a little bit sensitive in that instance. Sensitive is the wrong word. Yeah, uh, that's because I know some men that are sensitive. It's more delicate because he was really going at her from a situation where it was like because when I heard, I t- when like, I heard, like when she I heard him she say, tried him, she tried him, and he didn't want to go for it. And then when he pulled up to the Breakfast Club and she denied that she pulled up on, him, he was like, "Nah, bitch, 
You tried to steal me. <laughs> now, because I didn't even know when he when I saw the uh, the clip that that we're referring to. I didn't know when he said, yeah, that, that it came from that punk-ass bitch. I thought he was talking about DJ Envy. Nah. But I was like, wow, he went in on Angela. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he going in, a, in on her. He went on in on Angela. So, hey, look, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Once Breakfast we blow Club. up and start interviewing celebrities, hey, y'all, y'all can't be out here disrespecting. Hey, man, listen. I'm going to just say this. I just really hope and pray that neither one of me and Calvin's exes have to blow up. Uh, Calvin, would you take it if we, when we blow up uh, and one of your exes blows up, we taking an interview with them. I mean, do we need to? I mean, we shit, we can. I don't know if they're running, if they are, if they become the first African American woman to run for president, yeah, we interview because she ain't gonna say nothing dumb then. Okay, she got a she campaign, might, but I mean, even if she was if she, like if a she Cardi got a, B, if she got a book coming out, I'd be perfectly fine. Okay, it wouldn't be anything I would that be y'all too. don't already know. Yeah, I would, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind either. I wouldn't mind either. Uh, uh, Sierra, we interviewing one of you guys. Oh, hey, Lord. let's let's do it. Oh, nah, nah. Sierra, Sierra gonna be like, nah, we ain't doing it. But look, nah, we can do it. But I know that my ex is a childish as hell. So, mm. well, listen, we do that every single week here on the Push Star Podcast. Let's go ahead and clap it up one time for the beautiful people. Man, great show, great energy. Yeah, I loved y'all. Yeah. I miss y'all. Uh, keep listening. To Shout out to the first time listeners. Shout out to the last time listeners. Uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, all of that good jazz. Um, shout out to the NBA season just tipping off tonight, man. Uh, Sierra Danielle, who is going to win the NBA championship? Just right now, anybody? Just name a name. Any team? Any team. Or any player that you might know? LeBron. Yeah. LeBron. Okay. Okay. Calvin? I got the Lakers, too. You got the Lakers. I can't do anything but go for my team and the Lakers. So, we're going with the Lakers. It's a clean sweep. Plain sweep. Uh, Sierra Danielle, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm coming to the tailgate. Oh, you coming to hang out with us Aggies, huh? Oh, you about to be a G-Ho. Oh, oh, I mean, you going to G-Ho. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. Bad, bad. Uh-huh. Oh, I like the play on words. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like the play on words. I love the play on words. What else uh, you like to play on, Nick? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Okay, all right. Box right. solar for one. Well, oh. <laughs> y'all some nasty skanks, man. Y'all some nasty Woo. skanks. Hey, y'all hoes, don't be out here for G-Ho. Hey, man, uh, Calvin Phillips, man, what you doing this weekend, bro? Uh, I'm, bro, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking it slow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just chill. Yep. You know, I might do. I might, you know, we might link up. Might, yeah, do something. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. just chill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, UNCG homecoming was good, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I think I, I never went to A and T, so I don't feel the need to participate in yeah. festivities. But I usually hit the yard and just hang out with people. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. probably gonna rain. So uh, yeah, that's really my make or break. If it rains, I'm not coming. Your boy is gonna be out here. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to everybody. Just 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 all the, when you see me, I love you. If you don't see me, and if I if you see me but I don't see you, <laughs> just know I'm having a good time. That's all I can say about that one, man. So uh, day party on Friday. Uh, shout out to Next Level. Uh, shout out to everybody that's gonna be in the building for that. And then Saturday, y'all already know the vibes for that. So um, can't wait to see y'all, man. I love y'all. Push the start podcast. We out. <laughs>